This is exactly right. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage. send you off in style we want to welcome you back home tell us all about it were you scared or was it fine mouth horn Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgara. We're in my neighborhood, but we're not going to my house. We're going to a guest's house. That's right, because it's not about you today, Chris. It's about our guest. There's been so many episodes where in the past I've made it about me, like it's me day. But yeah. today, it's someone else day. Although, may I just say, podcasting every day is me day. That's what podcasting's all about. Yes, it's almost like there's nothing into life aside from podcasting, right? <laughs> right. And then we hear a gun noise. Yeah. Just a gun noise, not the shot. No, no, no. And that wasn't a joke about violence or, no, or self-violence. Yes. If that's ever happened Nothing to anyone in your all. family, any violence has touched you in any way, we don't mean to bring that up. Oh, bring back memories. A red light touch from violence. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I would like to just tell everybody that I am wearing uh, essentially dentures right now because I'm getting new teeth. And so I'm wearing fake veneers and it feels weird. They could be the real thing. But don't you love this neighborhood? I do love this neighborhood. There's so much going on that it's, I got to be careful because I could leave the house every night. And then you know what happens when I leave the house. You're happy. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so which is fine. It sounds good on paper. But then the rest of my life, I'm contrasting it with that happy time I once had living in Echo Park. That time where you were just walking down the street, whistling like Jughead himself. On top of sunshine with my green pointy weird hat. (laughs) I'm on top of sunshine (laughs) in my hat. (laughs) On top of the sunshine. Sunshine. Whoa, yay. Whoa, yay. Uh, Whoa, yay. We, uh... Uh, I took my uh, first Pilates class yesterday. 
Chris, That's something. When did you get divorced? Okay, <laughs> up, up top. That was good. That was yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cut that. That'll show her. That'll show her. Look at this round, muscular bubble butt. Did you <laughs> take me? Take the kids away. And again, if any of your kids have been taken away from you, and we're not lying. Uh, that's not a red button flag for, no. for that. I'm we're not sorry. flagging anything and we're not pushing any buttons yeah. at all. Um, was it the kind that had machines? Yes, yes. Aren't those uh, cool when your neck, when your spine cracks? Yeah, I ha I mean, I need, it was like an introductory level thing, so they didn't have it on the spine crack setting. It was just like... <laughs> Starter uh, off? Yeah, start, we basically did the warm up and cool down, and I'd never done Pilates, but... It's pretty it's, good, right? Uh, yeah, they know it's good though, because it's fucking expensive. Yes. I. They were like, okay, well, you can do the uh, all the time everything plan for three hundred dollars a month. Yeah. I was like, oh, let's go down from there. All the people that were in my little intro thing all heard that price and said no. Yeah. And I'm such a sucker for sales. I don't know how to say no. I wanted to say no, but it, so I just bought four visits oh. in in a month. But it's still like almost a hundred bucks. It's like, well, it's good because if you just started doing it, you want to make sure that you like it. Right. But I got to be doing something else too. Cause I can't just have one workout day a month. I mean, that won't, or week, that won't do anything for me. Uh, True. But it's, I just don't know how to say no. It's like the time I bought carpet cleaner from some door-to-door -door guy, and I didn't even have carpet. I could have easily told him, these are wood floors, but I still bought some, because the guy had a bad tie, and I felt bad for him. Right. Is it, I wish Paul lived here at this camouflage beware of doghouse. Sorry. Thank you for your service, hey, sir. Hey, Paul, I didn't realize. A BMW. A BMW racing up the street yeah, yeah. like a dick. Ooh. Sorry. Shit. <laughs> that was that was a tough one. Yeah, that's how bumpers get ripped off. <laughs> Good thing it was a short curb. Thank you, sir. And Thank a you. Very low car. Did we honk? It seemed like your horn was so far away. I know it wasn't me. It wasn't. Oh, wow. It was someone far away. I bet he'll respond to that honk as if it were us. That's the first time I've had a honk assist. <laughs> It's perfect timing. Thank you, passerby who was probably honking because they were mad at us. Thank you, the clearly the Lord who's on our side. Stephen, do I sound different on the mic now that I have new teeth? I think you sound more sophisticated <laughs> and more confident. Thank you. And uh, you'll uh, have to get used squared. to it when you talk, right? It's like yes. having a tongue ring just to, for to relate it to most people. <laughs> <laughs> to most people at uh, Lilith Fair, yes. It already feels... I'm slightly getting used to it. I but. went to Lilith Fair years ago, and I really have no memory of it. Were you on drugs or drink? Uh, I don't believe. I think it was long enough ago to where I, I, I wasn't quite uh, doing it that much drinking. Um, I wish I remembered more about it because then it would be followed by a story you know uh-huh not just i did that and then silence followed by helicopters listen first of all this is a, a helicopter podcast b not a storytelling podcast my, we don't we don't owe anybody anything my, hello hi paul nice, hi. To see you. nice to see you what's going on just having a leisurely afternoon. It's Here. nice to see you. I'll give you my hand. Hi. Good to Great see you. Great to see you. I will not. <laughs> That's a lot of, 
that's okay. A lot of people uh, don't expect that when they get in the car, we won't be facing each other. You're going to look at the back of my hair. That's right. You've, well, sad to say this is a very... Oh, she had to go first, didn't she? Uh, headrest, I can't see her hair. It's, oh, yes, yes, it is. It is girthy. It's like you're with a vanilla wafer for a head. <laughs> um, Paul, what's going on with you? I like this area. Thank you. This is my neighborhood. Uh -huh. This is Echo Park. Right. Um, you know, it's summertime in the neighborhood. It's hanging out, a lot of riding bikes around the neighborhood. It's a uh, really old-timey Hollywood-looking hospital. Yeah, it's a rehabilitation facility, and um, it's, you know... Keep some exciting characters hanging, <laughs> hanging in the neighborhood as well. It's, yes, nice. Yeah. I mean, we were just talking about all, how I should go to rehab because of ever since my trip to Lilith Fair. <laughs> I can't even remember being there. What a story. Yeah, yeah God, it was. The ups and downs of it, followed by a, a home run conclusion. Are there any um, characters, Paul, that you can think of offhand that, you, this, that makes you think of that you've witnessed in the neighborhood? Um, what, his Lilith Fair problem? No. <laughs> no. Rehab folks. Rehab folks? Yeah. yeah or really anyone. Well, there's... One time this guy came to my house. I was getting... Uh, someone was, we had some people doing some repairs on our apartment. And this guy comes up and bangs on the door. And he said, you're a... Uh, I have your, your bulldog. Your dog got out. Mm. And I was like, oh, what? And he was like, yeah, we found it up the street. Can I, uh, can I bring it... Can You want to come up with us and get your dog? And I was like, well... Why don't you bring her down? And yeah. He's like, yeah, but you know, I just would feel more comfortable if like you came up to get her because I don't want her to be worried. And I was like, oh yeah, okay, wow. Um, and I had my kids with me, and I was like, oh fuck, all right. Uh, and then I turned around to tell them what the deal was, and my dog was in the apartment. <gasps> oh, what? So then did you casually say, you know what? I never really liked that dog. <laughs> I was like, you know, my dog's here right now, but thanks for your concern. And that's when I realized I was being lured. Yes. I was being lured out of my house. Well, that's super crazy. Were you being lured to the rehab center? Well, that's that's sort of the, the hangout spot out in front in the grass. They do kind of a decent job, but it always ends up, you know, I'm going to walk my dog and there's four guys getting real loose and loaded in the grass and <laughs> I just don't want any part of it. <laughs> you hate stuff like that. I hate stuff. Well, yes. Yeah. As a rule, I do hate it. You know, can uh, can you do me a favor while we're in this area? Totally. Sure. Um, I need to drop off this DVD at the library. <laughs> yes. I use my neighborhood library. I love it. All yeah. the time. Quit showing off. Well, you know, and these are these DVDs. They only give you for four days, so you know people forget how short DVD rentals are. That's I, right. And you don't want to get charged. No, Lord, no. They've already got me over the barrel for three dollars. <laughs> they ask me for it every time I'm in there. I never have cash. Over the barrel. <laughs> Over that library barrel. <laughs> it's it's a big barrel. Filled with books. <laughs> yes. And Filled with Encyclopedia Brown books. They've got a zine rack. It's a hip library. Wow. Local zines? Yeah, lo some local zines. There's yoga. There's, um, I don't I don't know what else they have, but they have others. There's a comedy <laughs> open mic there. Is this the one that's near the Red Lion? Uh, no, no. It's actually, um, we're almost, we're almost at it. Oh, it's just up around the, this bend a, a bit of a ways. Okay. Right by Tex. Got you. Oh, yeah. The place I never know how to pronounce. <laughs> Certainly isn't spelled like Tex. No. Taix. Doesn't feel like Tex. No. Yeah, I have to go Taix. Taix. It doesn't feel... That just sounds strange. You know you're forcing it. I went there. <laughs> Ow, I've hurt yeah, my so, elbow. Oh, sorry. The this pain is it. subsided. This is it right here. Uh, so after these 
this little bank of part cars just slide over and I'll okay, cool. I'll pop it in the box. Pop it in the barrel. Sweet. <laughs> I get, love it. Um, Joel Schumacher's The Phantom of the Opera, Back to the People. <laughs> <laughs> How was it? Would yeah. you give us a review? It was, I'd never seen it before. I was like, who is this man in it? And it is uh, Gerard Butler. Ooh. Is the Phantom. And that was so shocking. <laughs> and he sings his own stuff, which really? is. Really? Yeah. Oh. And he's got an okay voice. I got to give you this. You know, okay everyone does. Yeah. There's more to Gerard Butler than we thought. That's what I thought. I thought he was just eye candy. It's just <laughs> auto tuning. A little auto tuning and eye candy. That's true. Everybody sounds good with auto tune. Yeah, it's all Hollywood's just bells and whistles. <clears throat> I love the idea of helping people do their errands during this podcast. Yes, I wish more people took the initiative and brought things for us to do. <laughs> I think if we Thanks start. For that. Sorry about no, that. No, don't worry about it. I think um, we should start helping people get stuff done yeah, while, while else, we drive around. What else do you need to do? Do you have to pay a bill? Go to the. Uh, <laughs> No, Time Warner building or anything? I pay my bills online. Oh, but, that's good. But the library, I like IRL. I like to go in there and drive you to like a, a coffee shop that has computers and you could go online and pay bills. Ooh, and okay. you can surf the web without getting caught by the FBI. <laughs> All right. Ooh, yeah. that's a good idea. <clears throat> um, go to my more scandal, scandalous websites at the coffee shop. <laughs> Paul, Chris said that he'd seen, he's been seeing you at auditions. What's the last audition that you had? Do you um, want to tell us about it? Sure. Uh, it was... Please say Frisky's cat food. <laughs> <laughs> Why, was that yours? No, no, I have oh. a Toyota one today. It's boring. Oh, oh. wow. I, I know that's good. Anything that's a large multinational corporation, that's those yeah, are my yeah. favorite companies. Yeah, you know that it made me do a fist pump right when I woke up. <laughs> that's early. Um, I had to pretend to be a, a guy desiring a man cave. <laughs> I, I just know that from my time here in Hollywood, it's so unfair what they do to your self-perception. I know yeah. that I definitely look like a guy that should have a man cave and a giant house. <laughs> And it hurts my feelings. <laughs> I don't know. I see you differently. Thank you. God, I, thank I you. see you as the guy that has a really interesting snacks for sale at a Grateful Dead show. Oh, God. That is that is a great side hustle. Right? The yeah. very first. <laughs> I made my own ice cream sandwiches. Sorry. <laughs> no, what? no. It's, it's quite all right. I, yeah, the first commercial I ever was in, it was Burlington Coat Factory in the house that they shot it in. It was the most beautiful. I so was flattered that they would even think that I would have a house like that. Yeah. And a, a Christmas tree that big. It's like, what world? What world could this possibly yeah. be? And then, so I just walked away from it and realizing I won't, I don't have that house and I probably won't ever have that tree. Yeah, well. It's, it's confronting these commercials. It's you could like, have the tree though, maybe. But if, if, I, if I had that house and I had that tree, you know, I wouldn't be shopping at Burlington Coat Factory. <laughs> but it's so much more than coats. Yes. <laughs> they have a bin of scarves. They do. They, they have do. very odd, oddly fitting socks. Let's not forget about our hat barrel. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love to pick my hats from a barrel. <laughs> I like to see them smooshed together so that I know that they've got each other's good energy. It's <laughs> rubbed up on them. Ooh, a hat from a bank and a hat that has a fish on it. <laughs> together at last. I've told you about the hat I had that that I got at a garage sale that said 90 and still on the go, right? <laughs> <laughs> and when it's at a garage sale, you know, the guy is no longer on the go. No. And so I He's just wearing a dead guy's hat. Fully stopped. But I did think about him every time. 
every time I wore it. I think that's what he'd want. Yeah. Yeah, it's better than his fucking kids gave to him. You know, they I, they should have kept the hat. I yeah, really they, think they so. They definitely should have kept all the, uh, the Elvis Costello cassettes I got from him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, clearly they, those kids didn't have a sense of humor if they didn't keep that hat. Definitely it's not. It's strange to me that I, because I'm really into Elvis Costello now, and I, at the time, didn't I knew of him and right. maybe a song here or there. But it wasn't until I had four cassette tapes from this dead guy. It's, I, he'll never know that he got me into Elvis. He'll Almost never know. blue. Do you know I can't <laughs> listen to Elvis Costello because my college roommate used to sing. I'm sure I've told you this, but used to sing. We listened to him all the time, but she would sing along full oh. honor choir voice. Oh, no. So it'd be like, Oliver's army is him to oh, die. God. It, it was I just like. Even the worst experience. It offends me when someone has a good voice. But and also they're singing like, happy birthday. Yeah, when they can't control the performance of the voice. Right. right. Where it's like, we're in the car. I don't want this in you my ear. Perform, you do that. You you go to my level when we're singing in the car. And then when you're in the studio, <laughs> I'm... Are you talking about me? Yeah. <laughs> when are we in the studio? I don't know. I've heard some of your studio recordings. I oh, wasn't oh. there. Otherwise, I would have mucked up your performance. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> when we were doing our duets album. If you haven't listened to Karen's Live at the Bootleg... You should listen to a lot of people don't. Someone, I've gotten messages where it's like, who did your guys' song? They don't even know it's you. Really? That's yeah. funny. Oh, yeah. but interestingly enough, uh, uh, like half the people that were did that live show with me that night were, are in this car right now. Paul oh. Dinky was the host of the entire evening. That's true. And Chris Fairbanks was a performer on it. Wow. This is kind of a reunion a reunion show. It meant a lot to me, guys. It was a really fun time. One How of my long ago was that? Six years? No, no. Uh, five. Five. Wow. 2014, I believe. That makes that that registers. That that's one of those dates where I feel good because I hear it and I'm like, that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> I that, haven't lost that, context. That was, yeah, that wasn't like a, oh my god, we're all dying so quickly. Yeah. It's just no, that that's how it usually about right. is. Is Chris? That was 19 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah everyone freaks out. I'm uh, I, I'm now 20 years out of high school. This is my my year. You're having the 20 year reunion, mm-hmm. so it's that's I don't really care about that. But all of the articles I see is like this album's 20 years old now. This album's 25 years old now, and it is like, oh, fuck, yeah. yeah. I just, uh, <laughs> yeah. It all has been aging this whole time. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. wow, horrible. Those, those uh, NBA recruits didn't know who Outcast was. What? They were showing a bunch of new guys that uh, they signed up through the draft for the NBA, and they um, they were showing them people from 20 years ago, and they didn't know who Outkast were. God oh, damn! It chilled me to the bone. That's horrible. That's horrible. Well, I mean, in their defense, Outkast hasn't been pumping out any hits lately. True, no, that's true. But- I feel like Hey Ya is forever. Thank you. Have hey. you been to a wedding? <laughs> I mean, hi. I think you know Outcast. I think you do know. Because I'm on the floor shaking it like a Polaroid picture Fuck myself. Him. Give me some sugar. I'm your fucking neighbor. <laughs> the best song lyric of all time. There's no fucking in it. It is. It is. It is. That is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Truly. Every time I heard that song when it first came out, I would laugh I, out loud the I whole time. I am your neighbor. I yeah. am. So, oh, so defiant. The way he says it. Uh, Give me some sugar. I am your neighbor. 
it, oh, I'm it so is mad. now on it plays on K Earth 101 on our uh, super classic rock station sometimes. Really? Oh, that's when you know when Outcast is on the classic rock station. Well, they got to move it forward. You that's know? yeah. They but have still, to, but it is pretty effed. It's pretty awful. I um, at speaking of time passing and aging and our bodies decaying. Thank you. <laughs> at the dentist this morning, I had one of those like huge hold your mouth open. Oh. pieces of plastic in for like an hour straight uh-huh. and when he took it out there were these lines these red lines from just my that skin being stretched <laughs> but it like it was so jarring where I was like this is what I'm going to look like in, when I'm 80 like it was just like uh, 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 and they weren't going away so he was trying to talk to me because I've said on this podcast before but my dentist is beautiful Ooh. and it's really awful to have a hot person in your mouth yeah I like don't it's love that. very shaming yeah, um, pulling all the bad smells from deep within your yes. mouth. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I think about it too. Looking I mean, at old popcorn shells. I'm and not stuff. a tra- I, I'm. I just I worry about what my dentist is experiencing all the time because she's such a nice person. She doesn't deserve right? <laughs> what just, your mouth is giving her. And she works so hard to get really get in there, which is just more punishment for her. Yeah. I mean, I'm no. I'm no hog in the mouth face. No, you've got great <laughs> teeth, Chris. You definitely have great teeth. Let's yeah, see but your like teeth. anyway, I've been around a while. They are good teeth. Yeah, look at those choppers. Nice and straight. Real straight. Well, I wish they, they used to be really white, but you know, I also used to have 20-20 vision. Yeah, yeah. those things change. Yeah, they, they do. They they crumble away. Just one morning they just suddenly shatter. Yeah. Your I, eyes? I used to have great vision, and then one day I'm like, oh, something happened. I can't read my phone, and I actually went to an <laughs> ophthalmologist, and uh, he said, "Yeah, just you're at that age." And I'm like, "Yeah, but the, yesterday I could see, and today I can't. So clearly, there's cobalt from my hip surging through my veins." And he said, "No, that's how it happened for me too. One day I just noticed I couldn't see." Yes. Yeah. Same. And he yeah. Re- and I'm like, "Okay, so." So then I just, and he interrupted me and said, the world is a vampire. (laughs) (laughs) Great song. He sang it. Do you know that uh, I went to the ophthalmologist one time because my uh, prescription had changed so quickly. Mm -hmm. And um, I, it was the ophthalmologist in the mall and he was very odd. And at one point when he was checking my eyes to figure out what my new prescription was, he was like, right here like his face was one inch away from my face or less and i was just saying yeah it's really weird because i was i feel like i was like a certain amount of nearsighted for a while and now it just cratered and now it's crazy bad and then just with his face right next to my face he went you cannot fight mother earth or father time <laughs> oh wow. and the lights were out because he was looking like in the backs of my eyes but it so we were in a dark room and he was whispering that shit right oh, right at God. me oh wow yeah did that's... you get his number he sounds like a <laughs> catch i think he was really up to me <laughs> just a father lean time. creepy in those moments that's just a terrible instance. i mean also, mother nature that would have been normal but, but also yeah no one's time. trying to fight mother earth for fuck's sake it's too big <laughs> yeah. yeah we live here yeah no one's doing that but we are all in a bloody battle with father time yeah, yeah. i just never hear him called that right 
I, <laughs> it's the patricide element nobody wants to face. Right, right. We're killing our own father. <laughs> exactly. I just leave my parents out of this. Please. Please. <laughs> Please. So, Paul, one of the things that we've really started doing pretty habitually on this podcast is going to Starbucks drive throughs around town. I love yeah. it. I love it. <laughs> Even though we know there's Ma and Pa coffee shops, but they don't get put that spring in my step. I'm sorry. No. I, I grew up in a town with... I think the most per capita drive-through coffee shops. They're, really? They're on like every corner, and every every grocery store parking lot would have a little like a little photo hut that you could drive through and get coffee, and it's the best. You shouldn't have to get out of your car and stand in line for a coffee. Once you do a drive-through coffee place, you never want to get out of your car again. Right. And when I say you, I mean me. <laughs> I don't want to get out of my car. Yeah, I'm, I'm becoming a person that doesn't want to be in my car ever because now I live in a neighborhood where I can walk to everything and I just leave it in the garage. And then I'm like, oh, I got to drive today and the battery's just dead. <laughs> yes, I have lived that. That is happening. I got to wake up the neighbor. Oh, my God. Someone... I've met another person that used to live in my area. What? And, uh, yeah, just a friend that uh, from Austin. And he said, you know, that neighborhood has a lot of sex offenders in it. And I'm like, why? What? Why are you telling me this? He said, because there's not a school around that neighborhood. Oh. You should go to uh, it's Annie, Annie's Law, Amy's Law, whatever. Uh -huh. Neighborhood Watchdog, one of these sites. And, of course... My neighbor was on there. Oh my oh, god! Wow! Yeah, I yeah. gotta look at these things. I have children. I mean, yeah, <laughs> no, do, I should know. Do his picture was on? I mean, well, so, you know, that's why we keep the kids not locked up, but very close <laughs> to locked up. Yeah, as close to locked up as possible. Well, you leave that bulldog running around the neighborhood. I mean, it's well, I should have known. She so never when, gets out. When that guy? Did you specify when that guy? You noticed your dog was in the place. Did you then just slam the door shut? Um, you know, he was, he immediately got apologetic and like backed off. Oh. And I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's what I thought. Oh, what? man. I'm what? just suspicious of that. Did he want you out of the house so that he, they could go in? Or did he, they want you up somewhere so that he could mug you? I right. don't know. Yeah. Right. No, one of the two. Exactly. <laughs> I would have, the minute the dog ran in, sprayed him right in the face with pepper spray. I it, say that. It was one of those things that just gives you that cold feeling in your body of like, yes. you so easily get walked into these things. Right. And um, Especially was, if when the people are nice and like nicey-nicey. Right. They're helping. Yeah. I walked past a woman the other day and she was kind of doing her hair and from behind I couldn't tell that she was very much on crack or something but she was like using a reflection in a window to do her hair and I just glanced over and then she got behind me and said did you did you mess with my shit did you mess with my shit and she pushed me and then I turned around and it was just an irate woman. I, I'm like, I don't know what you, but she wasn't going to listen to reason. And nope. she just kept getting in my face. And then uh, some woman that works in like a bridal shop <laughs> was like, oh, it's okay. She's, she like knew of her. Yeah. And right. she just gave her a look and the lady totally snapped out of it and like <laughs> smiled and walked away. And I'm like, well, that was just a fun game to her. Right. Yeah. No, 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 she's just mentally ill and shouldn't be on the street because that all those people used to be in mental hospitals, but right. because of Ronald Reagan, they all live on the street. Now, I just walked, drove down um, Sunset and there was just long strips of sidewalk that are homeless encampments with garbage everywhere. It looks like post-apocalyptic. Yeah. It looks like a movie. Yeah. yeah. And they are 90% mentally ill. Yeah, yeah. that's right. 
They're just trying to get by. It's horrible. Yeah, I'm always seeing, uh, especially when it's a lady that just looks like my mom wandering around. I can't, yeah. I yeah. can't handle it. It's and horrible. she's got shoes that were probably nice a couple years ago when she had an apartment. I fucking can't. Right. It's horrible. It drives me nuts. And I like to cheer people up on this podcast <laughs> with just topics <laughs> that we can all relate to. <laughs> what other fun things are you doing, Paul? Well, it's, you know, it's just like these drive through coffee places. Homeless encampments are popping up in every city across. It's it. true. We're They're... all dealing with both things. It is true. Hi, yeah. Can I get um, a, a venti of your iced tea lemonade? Paul, uh, anything you want. I would. I want to have your exact same order. Okay. And can we get two of those um, iced tea lemonades, please? Same. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. I she she did a good job. She's like <laughs> for all that noise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, she <laughs> like true. she just was like I want to make sure there's no mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. She was thorough. And here's yeah. the card that we are using from Shelly.in.wonderland on Instagram. Thank you, Shelly, for buying our coffees this week. Yeah, yeah thank you, Shelly. Shell. What an amazing racket Chris and I have made up, Paul. Um, <laughs> we, we started going to dr Starbucks drive throughs So now at all of uh, at least the My Favorite Murder live shows, and then Chris is starting to get it too at his comedy shows, people will come in the meet and greet line and be like, oh, and this is for you and Chris for Dinar. <laughs> and give us Starbucks <laughs> gift cards. So we both have a ton. It's it's the best it's the best thing we never meant to do and now get to do. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's the awesome. greatest brilliant. mistake I've ever made. It's been uh yeah, it's that a kismet? No. Serendipity? Yeah, both mixed together. God, well I'm reaping the rewards of it right now. This is fantastic. <laughs> Enjoy. This is good actually. Mm. I like that you order it as an iced tea lemonade and not as the impronounceable Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer. What a hard name to say. You know, he used oh, to so drive hard. a lot of cars that were rear wheel drive. <laughs> rear wheel. Arnold Palmer. Rear view mirror. You feel like you're drunk when you're trying to say Arnold. I, or I do. I I'm just say. swallowing the whole word. It's yeah, awful. Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer. It's all in the back. <laughs> what a horrible name. You have to keep it way in the back. I saw um, on my way to pick up these guys at the office, I of course was late as we all know, there was a big strip of brown rug in the center thing and it literally looked like somebody hit a brown bear, but it, <laughs> but it was like right in the middle of Silver Lake. And I was like, oh my God, someone killed a St. Bernard or it was crazy, but it, then it was just carpet. Imagine how horrified you would have been if it was one of those brown bear rugs and the head was at the end of it. <laughs> and someone oh, just wow. threw it away. It, it would just, that would be. Yeah, you got to pick that up. That <laughs> should be some prank that, uh, you know, Ashton Kutcher or someone should pull on someone. In college, Putting my a friend. Putting in the road. Yeah. My friend sent me a box and I didn't know what it was and I opened it up and it was a fake stuffed polar bear rug. So as I opened it, it was, it looked on first open, like a real bear's face. It, it scared me. I was scared. Uh -huh. It was a great prank. We used to mail each other pranks, and that was a, the, I think that might have ended it. Yeah. That sounds it. expensive. It's hard to top severed animal head in a box mm -mm. when it comes to pranks. Here's a good prank. The boys, my sister's neighbors in her college apartment put a freeze-dried 
curled up rattlesnake into her car when we were moving her out of her apartment. So I opened the passenger door, put something in, looked down, there was a coiled up, ready to strike rattlesnake. And I just moved backwards and shut the door quick, more quickly than I've ever moved in my life. And they were all standing up on the porch watching. And they were like, whoa! And they were like really impressed because I didn't scream, I didn't have a reaction. I just got away from it as physically fast as I could. And I've always been incredibly proud of myself for that. Like, I know I would yes. stand the test of a real rattlesnake. <laughs> I really, I passed a rattlesnake test and I don't think that's easy. Yeah, no, that's yeah. huge. I fell down my stairs the other day and uh, oh. kind of did a diving roll and ended up on my feet. And I just was proud <laughs> that it's like my reflexes are still there. Wow. I can still do that. What's, Paul, what are you proud of? I'm, I am also proud of my reflexes. I feel like, especially when you become a, a father, your reflexes become more important. You have to, you have to, I've caught a child by the face before. <laughs> wow. What was, where was like, she falling and from? And did you just scream, I can't even pull my basketball. <laughs> my daughter was on the stairs and she was going to jump to me, but instead of jumping, she did like a trust fall. Oh. So she ended up about, you know, a couple stairs shorter than she should have. And I caught her face right before it hit the stairs. Oh, wow. And it was, she, so she wasn't hurt and didn't at all appreciate what an amazing catch I just made. <laughs> There's no one to share this great moment she, with. In her mind, you just slapped her in the face. It's like, ow, I'm like, yeah, yeah, ow, but come on now, you would've fallen off the stairs. This would've been awful for Yeah, you. there's a compilation out there of dads uh, oh, grabbing yeah. their kids at the last minute video it's, that is, some of them are horrifying, like yeah. a, a out of control car into a gas station and people are just grabbing kids by their faces. Yeah. Yeah. At the last minute and it's you know, it's old it's not a bunch of athletes doing this. It's just <laughs> everyone has that fight or flight instinct like yeah. Your quick twitch, twitch muscles will just wake up when it's a kid, I think. One time Nora was on a uh, like a play structure at the playground across the street from my sister's house. Mm -hmm. And she was two. And she walked very, very early. I think she was walking at like nine months or something. That's two or It was really creepy. <laughs> yeah. And she would run down the street and people would like stop and like talk to my sister because it looked it looked like we had a puppet then anyway yeah. so she was on this play structure and she was gonna she was showing me how she was gonna go and run across that little um bridge you know how they make little bridges sometimes that are kind of loose oh yeah and then kids think it's great to run across them yeah so she was climbing up the stairs to get onto the bridge and at the top she just started falling backwards but i was on the other end of where the bridge was ready to catch her on that end uh -huh. and i moved so lightning fast and caught her by the back of the head and just tipped her back up and then she went anyway it was like for her it was just like a weird thing that then she was yeah. going but for me at like I saved her from intense brain damage oh. by somehow, like the flash moves, where it was just like, I was here and then I was here catching her. And I don't remember like any steps in between. That's so great. It was uh, crazy. I love that stuff. It's the, you know, it's the superpowers of our, of our human nature. Mm -hmm. It's, they really show up in those weird moments like that. I love it. Yeah, why can't they just be around all day? Well, you got to keep putting yourself in mortal peril. Yeah, and, right. Yeah. That's right. And you will be great, and long may you run, but eventually you'll <laughs> miss the catch and you'll die from it. Yeah. yeah. I should start living my life with my back against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> just just for my just for my uh, reflexes. Alone. You know, just, just look behind you, Chris. You are. 
We all are. Yeah. You're right. Wait, are you yeah. threatening me? <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys are going to get into a fight? <laughs> oh, man. This is the ideal scenario to get in a fight with someone directly behind them strapped into a car. Yeah. I've done it before. You grab the seat belt, the slack, you wrap it around their neck. Everyone knows that. You put their feet behind their seat, and then you yank until nobody's breathing. Right, Karen? That's right. That's right. You've got to remember these things. Or if you have an extension cord nearby, that'll do the trick, too. I've got a whole plate full of cords right next to me. <laughs> Some of these look pretty thick. <laughs> you brought the cords, right, Paul? <laughs> oh, yes. I travel with cords. Good people. Perfect. <laughs> you never know when someone's going to need to recharge their phone or get choked out. <laughs> or get killed. Killed. Get killed out. Just get killed like a man skirt. Are you? Are they still doing the um, squat melt? Mm-hmm. Uh, have yep. you have you done it recently? We just did it last night. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Because I love that idea. Does everyone close their set with the police shutting down the thing? No, you, the police uh, have now that the squat melt has moved. It's now a, a comedy crawl, a tour, right. if you will. Right. Okay. Um, it's got a lot less. Uh, attention from security types, which is nice. Right, Good. that makes sense. So, but tell people what you're talking about. Okay, so the people that have never heard of it. Okay, Squaw Melt started when the Meltdown Comics Theater closed down. Howard Kramer felt like just because the place was closing didn't mean comedy should end at that address, so he did a show <laughs> in their parking lot. But it was amazing. The first few one were performing in like the old trash and signs of Meltdown Comics, so it was. It was quite hilarious. Mm -hmm. And then we were at the Steve Allen Theater for a while in their parking lot, another closed down comedy venue. As seen in the TV show, Barry. I was gonna say, I just recognized that in Barry. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's exciting. I love it. And now it's been ripped down. It is now also <laughs> torn to the ground. Is that true? Yeah, they leveled it this week. Oh, those Shit. poor old men, those poor old atheists running around. Oh, <laughs> their big glasses. To, what do we do today to push the movement of no religion? <laughs> I don't. They all were old men. And they were adorable, but they were like atheists. Yeah. They're all a bunch of Roy Orbisons. Yeah. <laughs> Was Roy Orbison a famous atheist? I don't know. He just wore a lot of black and wore a weird cross like bolo tie, and he looks like a Satanist to me, but maybe that's just in his TV concert. Yeah. yeah, just the one time. Yeah. So, his voice did have a haunted grandmother God, quality as well. Towards it's amazing. It's so end. good. Did you, so do you good. know the concert I'm talking about where there, it's like... It's like in black and white? Yes. Yeah, and it's this. it's beautiful. And all the backup people, it's Katie Lang and all these people, but they he, he looks so cool in it. You know, the, his hair and the glasses and everything he was doing to just cover up his face that he didn't, he felt <laughs> awkward about. But man, Makes that, sense. I want to do that. He I need to get best. a big black wig, a nice dusty black wig. <laughs> you can. Giant faded glasses. So so once it left the Steve Allen Theater with Roy Orbison and, and the people who love Satan, yeah. you then it's just a crawl? Then it's yeah. just been going from place to place? Well, it was yeah. the time I was on it, it was across the street from there. So they crawled just across the street. And that was a day where all those cops, they were like fanned out. It was like seven cars. Yeah, that was intense. They were like, are we getting arrested? And we were in the Barnsdale Park parking lot at that point, and I think that's where that was not a place to do that. I don't think that was the smart, a smart no. venue. Right. But just walking up and down the street, it's sort of closed, closed shops and murals, and it is really funny just to watch the character of each person set shaped by the environment that they're put into. Yeah. Because I realized um, a couple weeks ago 
I was going to dinner at Fred's 62 with my friend, mm -hmm. and as we were walking up, I it took me forever to put it together that it was a squat. I think it was Megan Keister doing a set at Squat Melt. Uh huh. What it looked like and what I assumed it was, because remember there was a theater right by Skylight Books. Yes. And there would always be actors like do rehearsing on the sidewalk. I thought it was some fucking guerrilla theater thing, <laughs> and I immediately was like, "Look at these fucking nerds!" And I was like, so angry and hateful and then I was like oh wait that's Megan Keister <laughs> like immediately realized it was squat no and like oh those are all my friends but um yeah it was pretty funny I, I had a lot of hate for it at first also because someone had a camera and a light yes so it just looked like LA douchebaggery and that is definitely a lot of the reaction it gets on Vermont's Boulevard yeah people or whatever it is that's funny. They're Everyone's like, oh. so afraid to be the bad hipster that they love when they see the bad hipster. Like, there's the real bad hipster. It's yeah, not yeah, me. Yeah. It's that guy. Everyone gets mad when they see something non-union happening. <laughs> <laughs> Megan Keister was on the show last night, and uh, she did a set with Allison Stevenson. And they, at one point, put the question out, who here has a pilot? And uh, then made a couple people explain what their pilots were. And to see it done in Los Feliz like that was chilly. Yeah. It was just like, oh, God. Nope. No one suddenly wanted to talk about their show <laughs> at all. Of course not. It was incredible. That's so funny. But you got to be able to, no matter what the situation, you got to fire it off. Because you never know what executive you're going to be sitting next to on the Greyhound. Every Plus. day is an audition in Los Angeles. Yeah, that's right. That's why I just walk around singing and dancing, waiting for a baby to fall over. You know, that is <laughs> that is what uh, Michael Caine that was his number one advice to actors is treat everything you do and everywhere you go like an audition because it is in Los Angeles. Oh, Isn't that oh guy the man. best? Michael oh. Caine with that voice too. He's giving that advice. <laughs> yeah. I want to follow it. Every day. All day. It's an audition. Every day. I'm Michael Caine. Hi. You like my, uh, that was I'm my Michael Caine. <laughs> I have to say his name to do this. All my impressions yeah. are saying the guy's name. Sure. Hello. My name's Michael Caine. See, didn't I say that? Okay. So, I'm so, Michael Caine. It's good. You're finding it. You're definitely we're finding actually, it. It's almost right there. Now we're I doing found it, Paul. We're doing an impression of it. the guys from the trip doing the impression of Michael Caine. <laughs> right. That's really, this is very it's meta. Like a, it's like an impersonator's game of telephone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't like to gossip about celebrities that much, but, <laughs> but. Um, Josh Groban attended Squat Melt and watched the entire show. Really? Stayed for the whole two hours, traveled with the program and watched it and had a great time. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's really funny. It's such a it's such a unique experience. Um, people are really loose with it. It's really fun. With That's great. Being around Josh Groban. <laughs> Josh Groban <laughs> it is, is a unique experience. <laughs> he seems undeniably like a cool, funny guy. He's an icebreaker. Yeah. He's got he was on Ally McBeal. You is know there's it anecdotes okay there. If I don't <laughs> like the music. The Christian music? Yes. <laughs> Is that what he does? Yeah. I just know the song from Polar Express. Yeah, yeah he it's started. All Christian, Chris, Chris, yeah. Christmas Christian, evangelical. Oh, well. But he also has a new TV show that's a comedy where he plays, I think, some kind of a detective or something. Yeah, yeah. Tony Danza's in it, or am I making that up? I think he's I, know, in I don't a, know. Tony Danza's like his dad. Oh um, boy! I, but and, maybe that's why he's, he's like trying to hang out around comedians. He's playing it by the books. Tony Danza's a loose cannon. Together. Is it Tony Danza? It's who's the caboose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Hard to believe that Tony Danza could once play a loose cannon. He looks stressed out. Yeah. Does he? He does. He's got the 
Did he make some bad investments? Oh, God. <laughs> Who has it? Does it look like, it looks like financial stress? I see a lot of finance stuff around the eyes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Little yeah. wrinkles shaped like dollar signs. <laughs> With negatives. Before and after. Very specific. A hardened brow, a squint. <laughs> a little of that light gone, never I feel coming like back. I'm judging Tony Danza a little bit because I'm thinking of Scott Bayo oh, and all wow. of his antics. Right. Yeah. And they kind of look alike. Yeah, they did in the <laughs> beginning, yeah. But yep. now I don't think Tony Danza deserves that. Yeah. You're probably right. Danza's got a few years on Bayo. Yeah, he look, does. He was already a grown ass man in taxi. Isn't that crazy to think? Uh, yeah, that's true. He. I what? bet he was 28. I bet he was really young. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. Like, the funny but thing still, is, so was little Danny DeVito, probably. <laughs> it's crazy. I will never. My favorite piece of trivia is that Wilford Brimley was 52 in Cocoon. I'm just going to yes. say that every episode. <laughs> That's the now. best. No, it's worth it. It's worth it. Because we have to think about this, that we are living better as human beings these days. Did you see the Cocoon so poster that the Fowl Peralta yes. guy from Ben put us in? It's yes. Very, yeah. He did good. It, he, did, he done did good. <clears throat> I'm going to find this content. It's just, just go online and just go straight to that scene where it's old people break dancing. That's my favorite. <laughs> you don't see it in movies anymore where it's clearly a stunt man and his wig is crooked. Yes. Or a stunt dancer. But man, when they all get the feeling because they got cocoon juice in them and uh, they just start breaking electric boogaloo. I think it's really good though that old people doing young things comedy is over because yeah. after there's something about Mary or the wedding singer with the rap and granny, yeah. there was about a decade of like solid like MTV promos which had yeah, old people rapping. Jackass, and they just put old man makeup on all and the jackasses. And there was always a rap element to it so it was the, yes. you were just watching old actors humiliate themselves for money and I right, hated right. it so fucking much I hated it and I'll never get to cash in on it yeah. because when I'm old they won't be rapping anymore what if it comes back <laughs> around when you're old Oh my God! And really right. peaks. It's. I I'm going to start rapping again. Well, I've decided. <laughs> you should. I yeah. think it's becoming such a thing because now there are old. I see guys with white hair skateboarding, and now yeah? young people don't know who Outcast is. And <laughs> there are old people going hippity hippity hop at at, or whatever that song is. <laughs> The yeah. one that the yeah, old hip hop hippie to the, the yeah. hip, hip, and that you'll see an old person do that at karaoke, and it wouldn't even be ironic or. or that's it would bad. just be well received. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, that makes sense. So that little window of time is gone. Yeah, it's yeah. all gotten. The irony is dead. <laughs> well, I just saw that um, uh, BET's award show got their lowest ratings ever, <gasps> and then I realized maybe hip hop is having the same thing happen to them that rock and roll happened and electronic music is going to take it'll be we'll have old DJs but that's not funny right <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's the old not. person True. you know drinking a Red Bull that's not that funny it, it really isn't <laughs> it isn't we should work on it uh, um, I, yeah what if they stopped waving their hands because they just don't care anymore yeah <laughs> and what if we just started caring yeah <laughs> come on everybody what if you wave your hands like you do care and <laughs> but not in the air down by your down by your hips yeah you ha you care about your hips no old people can't reach that high that's why it's funny <laughs> it's actually sad the sounds of cracking that's what's funny <laughs>
get those joints mic'd up. Yeah. I like how that Prius works for the city parking division, and it says watch the road on, and he's covered with dents, and he just pulled in front of us yeah. like timidly. He just cut. He just essentially cut us off. Yeah. I'm he gonna. Where's the phone rip. number? I want to tell someone how his driving <laughs> is. I want to talk to the city comptroller. This is the uh, under this bridge. I skateboard sometimes. Really? Curbs. This is my Home Depot. DIY stuff set up, but uh, they—it's now a bust, as they say. Oh. The guy came in his little golf cart, and he was like, "I'm sorry, but it came from corporate that you guys can't skateboard anymore." He was like really sad about it. He's like, "I think it's great, but my boss, there's a camera in there, and then." If there's people skateboarding, he looks at me, and then I gotta come over here. And I'm like, you, stop now. You're already the nicest <laughs> security <laughs> guard ever. What, and whatever happened to that? Yeah, old people are rapping, and security guards are tugging at my heartstrings. What, it would be funny if um, then you cut to the inside of Home Depot. There's no office, there's no camera. That guy's just intentionally, emotionally manipulating you. Yeah, he doesn't work for Home Depot. He's no. just a guy with a golf cart. <laughs> He's just an asshole with a golf cart. He's just playing through. <laughs> he thinks it's a, a golf course. That is an alarming character. I, I'm not ready to admit that that could be real. Mindfuck security guard? Yeah. yeah. All you have to do is buy one. a golf cart. Um, like Border Patrol, those guys that volunteer to do that, but just Ooh. lower oh, stakes. Yikes, all mm-hmm. the Zimmerman type dudes. Yeah. Paul, have you ever been arrested or interacted with security in a, in a violent How way? How much time did you do and was it federal or state prison? Let's hear about it. I've never been arrested. I've been I've been kicked out of places skateboarding when I was a kid or, you know, riding around in shopping carts. That's and, how it used to be, man. Know, just when you'd have fun in parking lots as, you, as a youth. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, I never got locked up. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I was very fortunate all through... All through my years where I maybe had it coming. <laughs> you never had to go to juvie? I never. No, no I never had to go to juvie. Good. I get my nose clean. <laughs> <laughs> Karen, have you been uh, thrown in the slammer? Uh, I'm pretty sure I haven't. Okay. Or if I was, I was blacked out during it and I don't remember. But That doesn't count. Or, or you block it out because uh, it's a terrible experience. Yeah, emotionally I couldn't handle it. But no, um, I'm actually very afraid of authority in that way of like, I never do anything that might get me in trouble in the way of like people going, let's let's sneak into this concert. I would never do that. Like if I right. could get caught, like shoplifting type stuff, I've always been beyond paranoid to quote unquote get in trouble, like large yeah. concept. Um, it's not worth it. The juice no. isn't worth the squeeze. <laughs> yeah, I've never, I've never, I've been lined up to get handcuffed because uh, we were skating in the street, and the cop threw. Op- he was in his regular car, his his personal vehicle, and he threw open the door. And right then, it was after a basketball game. Right then, a news van ripped the door <laughs> off his car. Amazing. And Amazing. throwing him to the ground because he was holding on to it. Jesus. And he was so mad, like it was our fault, and he started yelling at us, and we're like, hey, we didn't have anything to do with what just happened. And then he was like, let us go, and 
and he was embarrassed. He was yeah. embarrassed that he was he, embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. It's like maybe you shouldn't let us skateboard across the bridge through stopped traffic. We're in a small town; it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. Now you have to explain why you got the door ripped off your car like an yeah. idiot <laughs> to again. Your superiors again. Knowing that you probably have to put your badge on his desk and, on Monday. <laughs> Turn your gun in. Your door got ripped off. What if that's like the one rule? That's the one rule with cops. It's unspoken, but you know it. Yeah. If you can't understand the mechanics of traffic and your door, you shouldn't be operating a firearm. Um, no. I had to drive through a bowl traffic the other night beforehand. Oof. And there was a guy that was, because um, in Los Angeles, as we in this car know, but maybe you don't know if you live somewhere else, no, uh, everyone drives, everyone, if you're waiting to go left on red, no one will stop in time and you end up going left on... I mean, you have you have to wait till the light is red to right. take your left turn. And the person yeah. behind you most likely is going to do it too, even though. Yes. So people will. So and it gets crazy, and then when the Hollywood Bowl is in session, it gets terrible because then people get mad that they're made to wait for more than four minutes, and they start going totally berserk. Yeah, because they basically paved a farm road to get you to, haul, <laughs> yeah. to the Hollywood Bowl. There's like Real. no. There's it's one so road. bad. It's so bad. Uh, whatever. So there was a guy that was that was basically making people stop correct. Mm -hmm. and letting people go when they were allowed to and I but he's standing there in the middle of traffic just doing this real chill and I'm like everyone could kill him right now wait it, was he just yeah. a guy with a golf cart no because <laughs> you yeah. can just buy a vest and, and direct traffic maybe oh wait now that I think about it there was a golf cart parked in the street as this well this guy's everywhere man <laughs> he's a scammer but he's no he's just doing nice things he sees a problem and he's fixing it yeah it's filling the void. That's right. Innovator. I do have reoccurring, a reoccurring dream. I always wake up thinking I've done a crime. Mm. I have like nightmares that I killed someone and I forgot about it. And then all of a sudden, it's the same as like the nightmare where you didn't finish math homework. And so you have to go back to high school. Yeah. It's always right before I wake up, I think. But I have one where I... I it's a very specific dream, but I buried a bunch of office equipment. I crawled into it, <laughs> and it's reoccurring. And it's so it's copiers and everything. I put it in plastic bags and I buried it in the forest on Mount Sentinel. What? Yeah, but I stole the stuff in Helena, and I was with these friends of mine. It's very specific, and when I have the dream, there's nothing more real than it. To where I'm like, where is that coming from? And did I do that? Yes. Right. I, it's so specific. I'm watching the confession tapes right now, and if someone said, "You know, you did. You know, you did this," and they didn't get specific, I would just say, "I'm sorry, I stole all that office equipment. I thought it was a dream." Yeah. I I'm so I'm glad I'll never be interrogated because I would fold and I would say yes <laughs> right. I did it because I don't know well nobody trusts their mind the least trustworthy right. thing about me is my brain and the way it fucking works right. and the shit it tells me Amen. so like yeah if you're if you were like no 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 that wasn't a dream Karen you actually did that I'd be like oh fuck yeah, I'd believe anyone over me yeah and try and try and use that defense in a court of law. You can be, I mean, I don't know what my brain's telling me to do, you guys. You can be even charismatically saying that. They're like, yeah, he's guilty. But they don't know what it's like to be in the hot seat. No. Right. They have no idea. That's no why idea. I told my, my wife to stop asking me if I locked the car. <laughs> like, if, we're, if we've left the car, just 
let's all assume I locked it. But if you ask me, I will have to walk two blocks <laughs> back and relock that fucking yeah. thing. I am tired of taking that walk. And yeah. in the, all the times that you had to do take that walk and make that check, were there times where the car was not locked? No. Yeah. Never. I locked the That's just shit her worry. out of my doors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone does. It's automatic when you get out, isn't it? Yeah. Pretty much? Yeah. No, I got an older car than this. You still, you still got to push the button. Oh yeah, you have to do this. No, no, no. Hold Thank the God. handle up. Thank God. No, it's on the, it's on the fob at least. Nice. Did you say on the fob? On the fob. What is that? You know, you're uh, the thing. The I didn't know. It's the called a fob. A fob, yeah. Oh wow. Key fob, guys. And What's I know it? it's probably people assume this, but I do learn something new every day. <laughs> there are a lot of things I don't know. That's true about you. Yeah. Great. That every day it happens. And it'll be a word where I'm like, like, I, one time I went with Michelle and Martha to Six Flags and, and this was not, this was less than a decade ago. And Michelle said, go pick up our tickets. They're at Will Call. And I'm like, Will Call? What's a Will Call? She's like, Will Call. The boot. I didn't, I'd never heard that phrase. Are you serious? Yeah. Incredible. See, and then the same thing with them. They were angry. They were like mad that I didn't know that. And I, sorry, I did. It wasn't some rich kid going to concerts growing up. I've never been to a Will Call. There aren't a lot of music going experiences in Montana where there's even a ticket. You just walk up and you hand someone $5. Like it was rarely yeah. a concert. Right. You hadn't situation. been to Broadway. Right. And people are always like, what was the first concert you went to? I'm like, I don't know. Jay's upstairs. I probably saw a punk band and didn't pay. Like, I just didn't know about ticket booths until I was in the big fancy city. Well, that's where they belong. That's what. That's where all the best ticket booths are. <laughs> Big fancy suits. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. The the ticket booths in in Hollywood are emblazoned with gold, <laughs> and the glass is bulletproof. <laughs> it's so fancy. What was the first big concert that you went to, Chris? <laughs> I was just going to ask that. I was curious. Because you got I, to concerts and I was thinking, Well, I man. just said, I don't know. I don't remember. It's always a question on like an interview or... or yeah. It's, I do not recall. Can we make one up for you? That I mean, I saw perfect? Screaming Trees once. That was Ooh, pretty early. Good. That like, fits. That's a cool. real concert situation. But that definitely wasn't the first one. What was yours, Paul? My first big concert was Tom Petty. And, oh, um, it was well. It was really amazing. Uh, the Black Crows opened for them, and that was Jesus. It was really cute. Like the Black Crows are like you know they're definitely a, obviously they played a lot of live music. They're a real kind of loose rock band, and you know a couple of their songs. It was fun, and then Tom Petty's so fucking good. And you know every song, but the guy behind me loved it so much and was screaming, yeah, oh. the whole time. Oh. No. I, would, I won't even do it. I don't want to Im imitate it now because we're in a small space. But <laughs> yeah. it almost ru it ruined it for right, me. Right. I yeah, left I in a did. bad mood. Sure, sure. Don't sing at a concert. Wait, just do stage whisper, but... But give us the like longevity and intensity okay. and whatever of like okay. oh I won't back down yeah stand <laughs> me up at yeah hell but I won't yeah. I mean, not singing along just screaming I, yeah I like so the idea crazy. of Tom Petty waiting wow. pausing while the guy yelled yeah it's so like stupid he, well there was a t I saw his band Typhoon and I knew nothing about him but they have a huge following they're like a portland band and the people behind me it was a couple 
they were singing at top volume, but they were like good singers and they knew all the lyrics and they were harmonizing with each other. Right. And I was yeah. like, it was just like it was in stereo. I didn't give a shit about the, I hadn't seen them before. <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, they were great. I've never seen a band. I, it was amazing how good they were. It's just a band I'd never heard of. But the people behind me were pretty good, too. <laughs> I was like, I was, it was just like an added experience. Yes. I, it's very rare. I just only Then you notice. start going, yeah! Yeah! But turning totally with my back to the, to the stage, <laughs> yelling yeah at two people that are six inches from my face. That'd be You're a, killing it! It'd be such a passive-aggressive way to get them to stop, is pretending you're so into it yeah, that yeah, you're ruining true. it. Yeah. Um, so how long did that guy do that? The whole time. No. Oh, like like oh. the Two intensity hours? ramped. Like he wasn't doing that during Black Crows. I think he was more of a casual fan there. <laughs> <laughs> but the show was like Tom, the Tom Petty part was so great. They had this kind of a ornate stained glass looking backdrop with all these pillars of stained glass. And I was like, wow, it's really beautiful, kind of subtle. And then it, it changes throughout the show. And by the end of it, it's like if you were on acid it would have been fucking incredible it would have been you wouldn't have gotten out of your seat for sure but yeah. it was so good and i love tom petty so much yeah that my blood was it turned to fire and uh, it took me <laughs> days to calm down <laughs> <laughs> and how old would you say that guy was Oh, he was, you know, definitely in his 50s. The perfect, where you lose all sense of decorum and self, and it's yeah. Uh, yeah. a rough time for a guy. <laughs> you can become a real piece of shit. You yeah. know a lot about being in your 50s. <laughs> and then you just peel off a mask. You feel like an older version of yourself. That's why he gets all those man cave commercials, because yeah. he knows what a boomer feels like. Yeah, I am 50, but I do get Botox. So <laughs> I'm living the dream. The LA dream. Have you, oh, have you guys seen, I was shown a viral video yesterday because I've been on a uh, social media uh, hiatus, right? Hiatus. And so my I, my two friends came over and I was like, anything exciting happening on Twitter that I should know about? Have you so guys- So you're not even looking? No. Good oh, for you. Good I for thought you me. just weren't contributing, but you you know, you still want to get your news and everything. No, 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 I don't, I can get news anywhere. And I don't want to <laughs> get the news. It's all fucking horrifying. But yeah. um, <laughs> that woman that got rescued out of the canyon, but then her, the basket that they put her in. <laughs> did you see that? Yes. Holy yes. shit, it was, so as they, drew her up into uh, the helicopter uh -huh. the basket starts spinning and then it's spinning faster and faster and faster and they can't they can't put it back down because as they start to lower it it spins even faster and that motherfucking basket was spinning for like four minutes at top speed it's amazing it's crazy so she just was at the end now i'm also vomiting <laughs> yes but apparently she's fine and she just was dizzy and it all for turned out fine <laughs> but dizzy for a week they ended up having to fly away with the basket hanging under the oh, helicopter wow. so that it would stop spinning which, wow. is, which is scary. You've got to pay for the helicopter ride anyway. I yeah. feel like, leave me hanging down and keep me spinning for a while. <laughs> yeah. Make Give it worth ride. it. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds, I, I love roller coasters and, you know, getting truly disoriented is, it's pretty, sure, pretty exciting. Sure, I can do roller coaster. So like that I can do flips. Crazy. I can yeah. get on anything, The we called it the Rocco planes, but whatever, when it was, 
when it's a Ferris wheel with cars that flip. Mm -hmm. But if it's spinning, even a children's teacup ride, I will vomit. Yeah. And I have really? vomited. At uh, pivotal points in my life where I'm just making friends. Yeah. That's and I'll vomit, lose it. vomited right over them. They still are my friends to today, but but the girl I was dating <laughs> broke up with me. She that, wasn't into your vomit? That Monday. Oh. She just is like, I can't believe you're a vomiter. Get away from me. Yeah. I have a strong stomach. <laughs> no, you don't. In most cases, it was spinning. <laughs> I was in the pool. That's the other thing about like reflexes is as you eventually you lose enough inner ear fluid where your balance is never the same. It's oh no! Not irrecoverable. That's horrifying. And and one day you're getting, you, know, you hop on that coaster and it is Barf City, USA. And and you can't move away. <laughs> you are a citizen of Barf City. You become the mayor of Barf Town. <laughs> My mom is very she she throw up off of a Ferris wheel. You know, we're on the Ferris wheel, we're giving her a hard time about it. And then after, you know, we finally land and she goes, barfs in the bathroom. Just the, you know that sad look on your face after you, you throw up and you just feel bad. Yeah. You don't feel good. Usually. Yeah. That's that, I, I felt horrible. I felt horrible. <laughs> so we pushed her too far. Also, it's fine if that's happening to you, but your mom is the person that makes that stop for you. Yeah. So yeah. the to see your mom felled that way is terrible. I was so mad. My parents made me play trombone, but one time my mom picked me up at school and she said, I'll carry your trombone. And then she slipped on the ice because she was holding a trombone and bruised her tailbone. And I just really felt awful and I wanted to bring that up. You quit. <laughs> yeah, good. Another one of those. Yeah. You quit trombone after that though, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm done. I'm good, done. Good, good, good. Smart. It's terrible to watch your mom slip on the ice holding your trombone. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Or anything. She yeah. would have caught herself if she wasn't holding your fucking trombone. <laughs> I know. She would have been able to go, whoa, 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 <laughs> throw her arms out like a tap dancer. At least I could have been good at playing it, but I wasn't even good. God. None of that was worth it. Didn't practice. No. I forged a lot of my practice sheets. Oh, what a what a wasted opportunity. <sighs> yeah, this. I know. I could have been in a ska band. <laughs> a ska band? I've never met <laughs> all of them. Yeah. You're, you're never in just one ska yeah, band. Yeah, if you're the trombone guy, you're spread pretty thin all over Moon Records. <laughs> you're gigging. You're gigging, baby. <laughs> Paul, can you play an instrument? I can play the guitar a little bit. Like what? Eagles level? Are we talking John Mayer? <laughs> no, like Eagles level. Mm -hmm. Definitely a lot of like uh, like John Prine and Robert Earl Keane, like jo older country John music. Prine writes some of the best three chord songs of all time. Yeah, you feel like you're doing a good job and it's really simple. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he covers up those sweet lyrics with the simplest chord structure. Yeah, ever so. It's just, yeah, I can actually play it. I've You know what? I, and this is a proud achievement. I finally have been able to play a B chord without completely fucking it up. And without it a stopping nightmare. the song for four full seconds? Yeah. Now it's down to two, and I feel like that is stylistic at this Why point. Why is a B yeah. chord? I don't know what a B chord is. Why is it hard? It's a bar chord. Uh-huh. So you have to like... If I'm, can correct me if I'm wrong, Paul. Mm -hmm. Well, why is it hard for you? Why don't you answer? It's hard. So the you have to bar the top fret with your index finger, and then you have to get three other strings right next to each other, all pressed down, and you have to get them pressed right up against the fret bar. Otherwise, it buzzes. Yeah. Or you like you kind of sit on the last string, and it has a flat sound. So it's kind of like going like this, and you practice it, and you do it wrong for the first 40,000 times you do it, and yeah. then finally your hand does it right, and it's like not, you're, it's not even about you, you don't really know what, why, yeah. but suddenly it's doing it right. And right. it's, so it's uncomfortable, it's weird, it hurts your hand, and 
congratulations. I'm glad you're past Thank that you. point. Oh, was, I, I couldn't believe I would avoid songs that had B chords in it. And I was like, oh, oh yeah. well, I guess I'm never learning James Taylor's Mexico. Well, <laughs> that's, that's what capos are for. Then mm. you just change the Yeah, you change what key it's in and then you just use a capo or like, yeah, that, I, I've never used. I never do bar chords because I hate them. It's so challenging. I use a capo and I'm trying to learn about, you know, um, you know translating up and down with different um, have, having the guitar tuned at different Left here. Uh, keys. Oh, man, well, <laughs> Did I blow up my spot? No, no, you're good, you're good. You already have people trying to kill you from up yeah, the street. Yeah, that's right. So they, no one's going to bring anything new to this street. No, no that's true. You're Maybe danger. people will come and help you. You're in danger, honey. Well, it's so that's funny because cool. it's such a thoroughly oh, yeah. gentrified neighborhood. Yeah, this little micro palace. Yeah. It, it used to be a 600 square foot single room house. And they wow. leveled it and dug down a level. It's like a three-story baby I mean, mansion. Mixed feelings Shit. about it. I like how it's modern and boxy, but then also made of found wood. Yeah, it looks cool. It's quite stylish. Found at a store because it's new. But. <laughs> <laughs> they might well, have knocked that church down for its wood. You never know. But hey, <laughs> worth it. Worth it to me. Well, I hope. Is it safe to drop you off in front? Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> It It'll is. be cool. Uh, yeah, so well, far so good. Do you have any plugs or things coming up? There yeah. are things you want people to know about you. Um, I always encourage people to listen to my wonderful stand-up comedy album. I was uh, there when it was recorded. You were. Thank you for coming. Of course, I'm your fan. What is it? What did you call it? It's called Dank. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Kind of like my last name, but also it's a drug reference. Yeah. And, uh, is it? Is that what that is? I thought it was about the weather. Well, more like describe a bog or uh, unfinished basement. Sure. A lot of evocative qualities that I liked about the unfinished man cave. There's there's a real smell, that's right. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. It is musty. Yeah. There's There's must on the tracks. There Um, were um, uh, other, there were two people at the recording that were dressed up like the Big Lebowski. Because mm. it happened to be on the same day as Lebowski Fest. Oh, oh that's terrific. And these, like, fa- friends of family friends, I don't really know these people, they were at in town at Lebowski Fest, and they came to it dressed as the big Lebowski. And it <laughs> still, I always have this picture in my mind of speaking the words and just looking at two people dressed like <laughs> the dude, and it was just so beyond yeah, amusing to I me. wish that was a on-video special so people could see that and have it never be explained to them. <laughs> I'm going to next time I record one, I'll encourage a couple people to dress up like the dude and yeah. come down. and Like that's what you need? Yeah, it helps. Mm-hmm. It certainly cracks <laughs> me up. It sets a tone for sure. Oh, God, yeah. Maybe um, get a wild peacock to meander around. Oh, yeah, well, oh, that show's good. over. <laughs> you know there was that comedy show with a peacock in the backyard, right? <laughs> oh, really? Yes. That Lily Hammered show, those guys from the South that were oh, here. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. And there was a giant right. peacock in yeah. the back. And he was, his house, basically, was I get the guy was in prison? I asked the neighbors about it. There was like a Jaguar that they obviously didn't have the keys to. It was right. a nice car, but the tires were flat and the roof was open. It had a sunroof and the peacock, which has for years had been shitting into the car, it was just covered with peacock shit inside. You can it still tell it's a gross. nice car, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and just a beautiful but very prone to violent bird. Yeah, he I bet. does not like people. <laughs> Oh, when you're that beautiful, you can't yeah. help but be a little you bit... You don't have yeah. to like people. Yeah, yeah. They like you so much. Paul, what about Squat Belt? Do you want to give your... Is Are you on it? Are you like one of the co-hosts? 
you know, I ha- I've hosted it for Howard a couple times. He'll have to leave for whatever reason. I've got to step in, and and it's always really fun. I encourage people to go, even if I'm not performing at it. Oh, okay. I'm not nice. at all of them, but... What like, night is it? Uh, Wednesday nights. And where? Do you have to go onto some kind of a website or something? Um, you know what? I would follow Howard Kramer <laughs> on, yeah, on yeah, social media. Yeah. I, let me out. plug his Twitter. K-R-E-M-E-R. <laughs> Good one. Um, and, um, yeah, it's it's a really great thing. It's really fun. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking a ride with us today. This yeah. was a really summertime chill. Yeah, thanks, thanks for the Paul. ride. This was great. And thanks, Shelly, for the um, Arnold Palmer. Palmer. Arnold. <laughs> thank you, Shelly. For the Arnold. Thank you, Arnold, for thank the Shelly Palmer. You have been listening to Do You Need a Ride? D-Y-N. A-R. <laughs> This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced by Annalise Nelson. Mixed by Edson Choi. Our talent booker is Patrick Kotner. Theme song by Karen Kilgariff. Artwork by Chris Fairbanks. Follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dynar Podcast. That's D-Y-N-A-R Podcast. For more information, go to exactlyrightmedia.com. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Follow Do You Need a Ride on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you never miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. And visit the exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Do You Need a Ride merch.